How's it going, everyone? This is Brad Williams with Over 40 Fitness Hacks. Uh, This episode, I wanted to dive into just uh, reviews of all the different diets out there. Um, If you've read my podcast description, I'm uh, basically really involved with the keto diet. I consider myself a keto trainer, an EMS trainer, um, as well as gym owner in Orange County, California. And uh, funny enough, I just had a network meeting this morning um, with my BNI group, who I've been with for about eight years now. And uh, I just really dove into the what I call the four pillars of fitness uh, in an order of importance, that being diet, then weight training, then cardio, and then supplements or tech products, you know, used mostly for motivation. But uh, for this episode, I wanted to just go into... Uh, diets because i got a lot of good uh, feedback from my group um, and a lot of questions just revolving around that so before i uh, start one of the things that i promote is you know instead of fighting people over what diet's right and who's had what success with what and there's a million out there and pretty much for the most part if you're willing to do it then they work when people say something's a fad diet I mean, a fad diet is only someone who doesn't have like a training program behind it. So someone who doesn't do any cardio or any type of weight training consistently, um, they're the ones who refuse to do anything and will just do the diet. Of course, you're going to slack off once you get some results. But if you have a training program behind it, you'll lock in those results for a finite amount of time until you have to tighten up the belt again. But for the people who just refuse to do any type of weight training, any cardio, I mean, they're the ones who ruin it, and that's why you hear the yo-yo diets and fad, but everyone should go through every diet just to see which one works for them. Everyone's biochemistry is different, and you know, 12 years of being in the personal training business and gym owner business, I 100% agree with that. Everyone's biochemistry is different, so someone that feels good on one diet will feel just absolutely terrible on on the same diet and they'll feel great on one and then yet the other person can't do it so it's kind of just you know know the rules of each diet read the reviews for yourself but i think everyone should try a you know f- few different ones to see which one they like but i just wanted to uh review some of the diets and just put my take on it you know what feeling good is one thing and then getting results is another thing so (laughs) i want everyone to know kind of the pros and cons of each one um so just going down the list here um that i created so vegan and vegetarian i kind of just put those two together um everyone read has read up on that before vegetarian is basically you know only veggie veggies fruits nuts Um, basically there's no meat um and then uh and by the way almost all diets pretty much shun processed foods like you know crackers chips all that kind of stuff but you also have to live your life too so basically they just do uh, vegetables nuts seeds um they'll do eggs and then for vegan the only thing you take out is they'll go one step further and take out all the uh the dairy and the egg products or anything that's an animal byproduct so i've done both of these and i can say that probably out of all the diets i do feel like the cleanest in my system 
And that's a weird, strange thing to say. You hear people talk about it, but until you do it, you're like, oh man, I just feel like all my bodily functions are at this the highest point. I feel great. Um, and that's just feeling great body wise. I'm not talking about energy wise. Um, energy's okay. Um, but the hardest, the hardest part about this diet, I mean, first of all, if you're a meat lover and barbecue and all that kind of stuff, ooh, that's a little rough, but I did it. And, uh, I would say I do have a lot of allergies, um, grew up in central California and just the dust bowl allergies, pollen, mold. I'm allergic to all of them, animals, everything. And I did notice when I did, uh, vegan specifically, for uh, I did it for nine months, and my allergies were gone from existence, totally and utterly gone. And what a beautiful feeling that was. The only problem that I have with both those diets is if you're a bodybuilder and you're trying to put on, you know, keep your muscle size in the way you like it, you need to know you, you know, with any diet, you need to hit your macros. You need to have a certain amount of protein. Got to keep your carbs down and have just the rest you get in your your healthy fats. The problem is that in the vegetarian and vegan world, every single protein source that you're allowed to eat, non-animal, has an insane amount of carbohydrates with them, with the exception of soy and tempeh. But there's only so much of that you can eat. So as you're trying to hit, say, for a 200-pound individual like myself, you usually try to hit uh, your lean body weight and protein. So for me, that'd be around 150, 160. And hitting 160 in protein on a vegan vegetarian diet, whew, there goes your carbs. You probably shot them four times more than you probably should be having. So it's probably the cleanest my system's ever been no allergies and probably the fattest I've ever been in my life. Not only that, but it was so hard to, to do that. You start cutting back on all that. And now all of a sudden you're missing all your protein and now I'm losing my muscle and gaining more fat. So the real, the only way I can see this is for someone who's really not trying to bodybuild and can still play by the rules of, you know, staying under a calorie count. Because if you're not really caring about muscle, you're just caring about being lean and and healthy, then as long as you can stay under, you know, for a guy my size, probably under 2,200 calories, and, you know, the smaller the smaller you are, and for females, probably closer down to 1,500 calories. If you can play by those rules and just count calories and hit it every time, then you're probably fine. And you can stay pretty lean, healthy, and happy. So let's enough of that one. Let's go down to the next one. My favorite, keto diet. And I kind of threw Atkins in there as well because it's pretty much any of the low-carb diets. So basically, you lower your carbohydrates. Your protein pretty much stays the same on all these diets. Um, so whatever you take out in carbs, you have to replace in healthy fats. Um, the only difference between Atkins and keto is Atkins usually gives you about 60 grams of carbs. Keto uh, keeps you to about 20 grams of carbs. And that is rough for the carb lovers out there. Um, I have done both. Anytime you go on a low-carb diet, yeah, you get results, but your energy levels are even worse than the veg vegan vegetarian diet. You just have nothing. So keto, you would think, being the lowest at 20 grams, would feel even worse, but incorrect. The whole reason for the keto diet is to bust you into what they call ketosis. 
So if your body is just scrounging around for carbohydrates and cannot find any because you're only taking in 20 grams a day, then your body will change into a different format of burning energy, which is called ketosis. It is forced now to use your body fat as its primary source of energy. And the byproduct of that are called ketones. And if you read about Google ketones, basically your body, that's, like I said, a byproduct of doing this, this style diet. And the, the effects are all of a sudden energy levels are off the roof. Your brain thrives off of ketones. So your focus and just utter happiness go through the roof. Any depression problems, any clients I've put on it, including myself, depression gone from existence. And I mean, if that doesn't hook you, then the weight loss will hook you because now you're on a low carb diet that you can sustain and you're super happy, you'll stay on it. And because you're so low and your body's now burning fat as its primary source, you literally just become a fat burning machine. And it's the lowest I've ever gotten since my 20s. I think I broke even my record at 9.1% body fat on the keto diet at uh, 8 point something. Um... So that's kind of my spiel on the keto diet. I've pretty much, I've said in other episodes, it's all I really promote with clients. Um, if, they're, if they're really looking to do some other type of diet, I usually just hand them off to a nutritionist because I hate playing that game. They're not gonna, if you're over 40 and you're, you're trying to lose weight, I mean, no one's ever that strict with their diet with party life and social time that they're going to see any quick results and you'll never keep the client. So I pretty much just pass them off or try to push them onto the keto diet. Uh, the paleo diet is very similar uh, to the Atkins diet. Um, somewhat low in carbs, a little bit more, but pretty much the style of that is you can't, it really pushes, nothing can be processed. So if you can, basically you're like a hunter gatherer. If you can forage and hunt and find it, you can eat it. If you can't, you can't have it. So if it's something that's not naturally grown, that man had to create this thing or process it, um, or something that isn't really readily available, I think the paleo started uh, in Europe. Um, there's, there's a whole bunch of rules on that. But basically, they don't even really like you cooking too much stuff because, you know, they did have fire, but, you know, for most stuff, it's just raw. Uh, moving on, Mediterranean diet. Uh, if you Google that for 2020, that is pretty much the hottest one right now. And it's uh, very similar to Atkins and Paleo with the low carbs and foraging for only, you know, non-processed stuff. But they really push out poultry and almost all red meat out and want you more pulling in uh, seafood. Mostly fish, but, you know, some crustaceans as well. And then the whole spin on the Mediterranean diet on top of that is just all the different spices and flavors that no one you know, from America has really had except when they go to a Greek restaurant. So that's kind of the, the big one around here. And you know, if, you, if it's something that works for you, that's great. Uh, Weight Watchers has had a lot of clients in the past who are really great on Weight Watchers, mostly just because it's a point system, so it's like a game. You know, I've done other episodes about using technology to motivation. I mean, this is not necessarily technology, but it's it's a game. It's fun. Oh, you know, I I saved so much, I'm able to have two beers tonight so they can cheat, but they have to plan their cheats. So it's a very systematic way of looking at the diet, and it does work. I've never known anyone who's ever stayed on it forever. (laughs) So, you know, more the merrier. Try it out. 
Um, then there's all the shakes, all the MLMs out there. I mean, everyone claims that their shakes are healthier, better. One uses soy. No, how dare you use soy? You need to use whey. And then some are whey isolate. How could you? And then some are, no, it's got to be vegan pea protein. You know, if you're over 40, I definitely recommend anything that's isolate and not concentrate because your body, as you age, you just need the, any help you can get. So isolate is definitely the one you should go after, whether it be pea or whey. Um, and then it's just basically there's some snacks involved, but it's like two to three shakes a day every day. If you can do it, that's great. Most people just can't stand drinking all their meals for a sustainable amount of time. Then there's uh, the blood type diet. So that one, that one you'll have to look up. It's very descriptive and lengthy for each type of blood type: A, B, negative A, B, positive O, A, and B. And uh, I saw some success with that one, but uh, the rules are just too hard. You can never get the food you need, especially if you go out. I just couldn't do it. I I don't think I lasted more than two months on that. Um, and pretty much. You look at everything allowed, and nowhere on there does it say processed foods. So it, all, all the diets are the same. Eating healthy, as much raw stuff as you can. Obviously, if it needs to be cooked, it needs to be cooked. And so you pretty much you win either way, staying away from processed carbs. That's pretty much the main theme of this entire episode. Then I put a little exclamation part on this this one word doesn't matter what diet you're doing water 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 god i cannot get clients to drink water for a 200 pound man you're looking about a gallon and a half probably max so anywhere from a gallon to gallon and a half if you're under 200 a gallon's fine and if you're really petite you can get away with a half a gallon just google a water calculator um usually most spots are pretty pretty much the same and uh, a lot of people will complain, well, I just can't drink that much in one sitting. So they sip on it, but they sip on a eight ounce or 12 ounce water, uh, water bottle. Um, and, you know, realize it's the end of the day and that's all they had. <laughs> so I really push uh, people to go on Amazon or wherever they want to, to get these water bottles that have measuring sticks on them. So as you're drinking throughout the day, you know how many ounces you're doing and you can fill it back up and keep going. I really have only done success for myself on having a gallon jug, not, not a smaller amount where I have to keep refilling. If it's not all in there in one hit, there's like a 10% chance I'll do it. So if you get a gallon water jug, at least for me, this works. Um, I hate the taste of water, so I got to flavor it. So I'm on the keto diet, so I use stevia flavors. You know, there's all sorts of different flavored stevias out there, but you guys, anyone could just put whatever they want in the mix, those little Mio squirt things, or just even a lemon, lime, an orange, whatever, just give it a little flavor. And then for my keto diet, I put a tiny bit of sea salt in there just because for the keto, you have to worry about your electrolytes. But, you know, it works. By the time I'm done with my first half of the day at work and I'm about to go home, oh my God, I'm supposed to be halfway done with this gallon jug, if not more. So I will literally anchor clank it right there. For anyone who doesn't know what that is, basically chugging. Um, No one's ever died from chugging, you know, 10, 12 ounces of water in one hit. 
Um, then, you know, then the rest of the day, I've got till the end of the night to finish this thing off. And that's, it just keeps repeating. But having a huge amount of water intake, or not a huge amount, the right, the correct amount of water intake is crucial to any diet across the board. I've had clients that finally get on board and they'll lose six pounds in one week. They could never understand why they were plateaued on their diet and they could, couldn't, couldn't just get all the way. And if you're not giving your body the, at least the ammo it needs to somewhat survive, it's, it's never going to happen. So that's my spiel on that. And then the only last thing I have is uh, intermittent fasting. I didn't put that as its own group because it's so awesome and it's so adaptable to any of the diets. I recommend the intermittent fasting for any of the single diets I just told you. So intermittent fasting is basically not a set of foods or anything you have to eat. It's just a method of when to eat. So the theory with intermittent fasting is they usually put you on a eight hour eating schedule with a 16 hour fast that'll hit, you know, 24 hours in one day, um, just gives your body a chance to eat and digest everything you had within the eight hours and has a full 16 hours of nothing in your stomach except for water or maybe coffee. It has the optimal amount of chance to make sure all your nutrients get where they need to go and then the best possible chance for fat burning. And most of that happens in the morning. So usually recommend the fast as long as you can in the morning. Uh, for myself, I start at 12.30 p.m. and I'll finish eating at 8.30 p.m. just because that's the way my work schedule works. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you have to work with what works for your schedule. So either way, eight hours is usually where you start. And then for guys, I'm sorry, girls, it's not usually recommended to go tighter than an eight-hour schedule, just hormone-wise. But for guys, can tighten it up to almost a six-hour and sometimes a four-hour um, usually four hours, maybe once a week, but usually six hours if you're really dedicated and you'll just be amazed at the, the results. So you can imagine I'm doing the keto diet, crazy amounts of results in that, and, you know, plateaued on, on all the weight loss because I'm single digit body fat and held that for a couple months. This is when I first started. I knew about the intermittent fasting through tacked out on lost another percent body fat in just one month. So it wasn't, you know, who knows? And, I, and I've seen people do just intermittent not and, and then just eat whatever they want. It still gives you a little bit of benefit um, and your body a chance to digest whatever garbage you ate if you're eating a trash diet. So I'd still say even with those diets, <laughs> if you're just eating sweets and everything, it's still better than not doing the intermittent fasting. But like I said, it's healthier to go on a healthy diet. Find the one that works for you and I implore you to try the intermittent fasting on top of it. So that's my spiel for today. We're about 18 minutes. I try to keep these at 15. Um, check out some of the links uh, to just my favorite products on Amazon, like that gallon water bottle, and uh, see what you think. And for all the other diets, the easiest way is just to Google it and uh, you know try it out. For anything you try, I would say six weeks minimum for each diet, if, if not a little bit longer. All right. Thanks, for everyone, for listening. We'll check you out next time.